1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the VIP pre-ride for the Indian Peace Classic. We're at the Julian Hotel. St. Julian. St. Julian. <laughs> sorry, in Boulder. We're here with Dwayne Duggan,
2: uh, Timmy's very proud father. You bet. It's uh, great to be here tonight. We're kicking off... Uh Uh, A fundraiser here called the Indian Peaks Classic and it's going to benefit the the ski team and the kids bike team so that, that they can have scholarships to ski race and bike race that otherwise maybe wouldn't be able to afford to. You know, I've had you and
1: Timmy on before together, and it's—you got to be really proud of your son. I mean, he's done really well in sports, but he's doing really well since he's retired from
2: sports. Yep, I mean, I uh, think—it's hard to call him retired. (laughs) It's just that uh, athletic mindset. I think you know they set their goals and they get really involved in both business and the charitable side of life. So. It is really interesting watching him carry the success skills that he learned in sport and carry those over into business and real estate that he's doing now. And just the charitable arm, like giving back to the community and to the sports that gave him so much in his life. So hopefully this will provide a lot of scholarships for kids that maybe have the talent but maybe not the resources to get involved in the sport. What did you think when
1: you saw him putting
2: together a charitable organization
1: on his own? I mean, Uh, that's
2: pretty... Cool, Definitely, for lack of a better word. pretty proud of it. Obviously, when I go biking, I usually wear the Just Go Harder uh, jersey because I'm always trying to sell it because, again, it, it benefits an entity that I actually grew up with. I ski raced with the Eldora ski team when I was a kid, and then my kids did. So oh, you were with Eldora. Yeah. I mean, I knew you from and, CU. So. Yeah, so that was before CU, and it's uh, pretty interesting to watch uh, from my generation and Timmy's generation to probably his kids will be in, uh, on the ski team someday, so... And when I think back, uh, these fledgling sports teams have always had a tough time financially. And to be able to build up an institution that could ensure the participation of generations to come is pretty exciting and rewarding. Your
1: love for skiing, I'm sure you passed that on to
2: Jimmy. Sure, both skiing and biking,
1: you bet. Did you also coach any? No, no. no, Not at all? No. (laughs) Actually making a living. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) From a ski coach. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I I was never like a detailed person, even with both in business and in in athletics. You know, you just kind of go for it. You never really analyze things, where I look at um, a lot of the athletes today just have to be so uh, detail-oriented down to the equipment, to nutrition, and all that stuff. It's amazing how much sport has changed since uh, I was trying to be an athlete in the 1970s.
1: And the VIP aspect to the weekend, how's this working? It this, seems to have come together pretty well.
2: This is uh, just kind of the warm-up. It's great that uh, this is an event right after the USA Pro Challenge, so some of the guys from that event are hanging out to uh, help kick this off, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's sort of a warm-up to the big, uh, big event on Sunday, so it should be good. And
1: thanks
3: very much, Dwayne Duggan. We're now here with Matt Tomasco, head coach of the Eldora Ski Team. Yep, and executive director of Lake Eldora Racing Team, which is Eldora Mountain Ski and Snowboard Club and Single Track Mountain Bike Adventures in the summer. How long have you been in this position? So I've had the privilege to... Uh, i worked with amazing athletes for 25 years and I've been the executive director for probably 16 of those.
1: I was going to sound, this sounds like one of the coolest
3: jobs around. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to let that secret get out because too many people want it. But yeah, absolutely, it's a great opportunity to work with amazing kids in this community and you know, leave a legacy with people such as Tim and Ian and see where they go in life with it.
1: So Indian Peaks Classic and benefiting the Just Go Harder Foundation, what does that mean for the foundation?
3: You know, this is a big opportunity for the foundation to get their name out in the community, but also the biggest element in the foundation, in my eyes, is what they do behind the scenes to give back through scholarships. And so, for example, in our organization, uh Jisco Harder Foundation has made it a goal of theirs to provide scholarships for kids in our program who otherwise might not be able to, you know, afford the ability to get into a ski team program or into a bike team program, or for kids who showed the passion but don't necessarily have the resources to participate in a program like this where oftentimes, you know, you have to have the nicest skis and the nicest bike. Just Go Harder gets back to the true core values of youth in athletics and sports and the values that it helps to create young individuals. And you're not really looking for results. You're looking for participation. Participation is where it starts at the foundation levels. And as the kids uh, progress through the pyramid of the sport, at the highest levels that's where we start to see that talent emerge but we've learned you know through passion when you're enthusiastic about this enthusiasm is contagious when you get kids excited about something they'll learn anything
1: it's a very good point you know I don't want to offend anybody but I love both skiing and cycling but they are very money
3: prohibitive to get into so I think what you're doing is fantastic. It is very money prohibitive. And at the same time, our board of directors with Lake Eldora race team has made it a goal to allocate money towards scholarships and further partner with people such as Just Go Harder to make scholarships a priority and an opportunity to get kids into skiing and biking, bike, bicycling. Because we know if we can light the spark with kids at a young age, they're going to go on to be successful in life and in sports with their friends, family, future academics, and the path that lies ahead. How does someone contact you for a scholarship? So if someone's interested in a scholarship, we recommend that they go direct through Just Go Harder with Timmy Duggan and or Ian McGregor. They may also contact us directly through Eldora Mountain Ski and Snowboard Club or Single Track Mountain Bike Adventures, both of which may be found under www com, which stands for Lake Eldora Racing Team Programs.com, so there's a bit of a mouthful there, but if you Google, you know, Single Track Mountain Bike Adventures or EMSE, you'll find us.
1: You know, I really look forward to following you throughout the fall and winter and, shoot, around year-round because you've got... Through, I mean, you're covering the year with some great sports. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
3: we've taken uh, two seasonal sports and effectively turned them into year-round sports. They're creating opportunities for kids. We have over three hundred kids in our skiing and snowboarding program, and over six hundred kids in our mountain bike program that operates in the summer. The mountain bike program used to be a three-month program; it's almost a year-round program. And it's through great opportunities such as partnering with Timmy and Ian through just go harder. You know, it really keeps the momentum moving forward to create champions in sports and in life. Matt, thank you very much. We're at the VIP party here at the St. Julian.
1: I know you need to get back and mix with some people, and I appreciate you taking the time to visit with us.
3: Great, thanks George for the opportunity. Well, PG. And now Lucas PG? PG. We gotta be PG?
4: Yeah, Keel Ryan, Ryan and I are gonna tag team this. PG style.
1: Okay, we can do that. <laughs> Lucas User and Keel Ryan with us. You guys are the celebrity riders for the Indian Peaks Classic. C-rate.
4: C-rate C- celebrities. D- D-list, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I would, I would not use celebrity as a word, but we are definitely here to support our good friends, Timmy and Ian. And how are you doing that? I mean, what's...
1: Why is Just Go Harder special? I know these guys are good friends, but...
4: I remember when, like, they started it... Such a long time ago and it was just this thing that they wanted to like give back to the community and they they did it at, a, at, a, at an early age where like most kids were just worried about results and winning bike races and and weren't really focused on giving back uh and they've grown into this this really good foundation that, that obviously helps kids locally and uh you also see the the difference they're making is, is a difference that's
5: being made locally and i think that's something that's really special too.
4: What you, what you don't know because you're on the radio is that Keel is sitting behind me listening to music, so he can't say. He can't. He didn't hear that I actually just said that same thing. Oh, did you say that? Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, but it's
1: great if you both feel that way because that means it's. True. When in doubt, just repeat what Lucas says, dude, because
4: he's usually right. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of this. i happy to support this event based on the fact that I've seen them work hard over the past 10 years.
1: You know what I'm kind of noticing about the professionals around here? You guys are really planning for your future. <laughs> I mean, well, you you're, you're good bike races.
4: You do well in your sport, but you're also savvy business-wise. I, I when I when I started my career, I, I always looked at it not a, like I always said that cycling is an is an opportunity, not not a finish line, right? And it was gonna be, it was never gonna be my only career. And I think we, a lot of us, recognize that from an early age, solely based on the fact that if you do the math, like, and you're done at 35, you got you got a you got a long life ahead of you.
5: Which is very true, and especially as an American, you know, just statistically making it in this sport, especially to a high level, is, you know, it's slim chances, and so you got to have a backup plan. And um, a lot of us were fortunate enough to have. Supportive uh, families that that allowed us to go to school while we raised that kind of
1: thing. So, you guys, United Healthcare, live in the same city. Your friends and teammates. Same street, I think. Actually,
4: almost. Right. Yeah, we're like we're like five blocks away. We got we got our other teammate Tanner Putt right here, lurking, hanging in the corner. I didn't
2: know it
4: was a radio thing going on. he 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 always cruises by one of our houses. Yeah. Sometimes he's staring in the window. It's really weird. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I know you're saying you're D-list celebrities, but that's not true in the cycling community around here. Uh, Keel, I know we spoke before. This isn't kind of your time to show everybody how fast you are. What, what was it that really appealed to you about coming out and, enjoying, and joining a ride like this uh, when you still have a lot of your season still to
5: go? I think one of the things you forget, especially as you do this uh, professionally, is wh- why you started Bike racing in the first place, you know, uh, going out on these training rides that I've done a million times. When I do them in a group like this, you know, for a different purpose. This isn't a a training day. You know, this is to get out there with your friends to enjoy the scenery, enjoy the ride, and pedal your bike. And it kind of gives a fresh breath of fresh air to those those routes that you do over and over and over again. And I've, you know, I've seen things that I've never noticed before on these rides. I've you know kind of rekindled an appreciation for the routes that I, I consistently do over and over again. And I've met some really great folks along the way. I think that's one of the best parts about these types of rides is the, the, the folks that it draws in are, are the, you know, the kind of people you want to spend an afternoon riding bikes with. Lucas,
4: tell us about your season. That's a long story. Oh, we'll save that for another show. Then.
0: <laughs>
4: no, I, I I agree. Like, I, I boulder is a special place. Like, I, I think we get picked on a little bit uh, out in the rest of the world, but there's a there's a, there's a strong like a very unique element to, to boulder and the community that that lives here. And it supports each other and, and kind of keeps each other lifted up. And, and when there's times to to come together, I think everybody's ready to put their uh, you know, put, get out there and, and, and help each other, right? So we have Timmy, who's out. and Ian are, are out there, you know, asking us you to come be part of this event. You, and we're not right. going to say no because, you know, a couple weeks call. from now, I'm probably going to need those two to help me out. So it's, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very, like, uh, very
1: supportive community. So just go harder is really participation driven, not results driven, and. You guys have been very successful at what you do, but I think you really connect with that uh, idea, that, that philosophy. And that really shows in, in your personalities, the way you interact with people. Um, you have every reason to have a huge ego, and you don't, which is so refreshing to be around. Um, what do you think it is that's so appealing about the participation aspect of Just Go Harder? Well, I think when
4: you, well, when you look at like the professional level of our sport, take like the Division 1 and 2 levels of our sport, you have maybe 400 people in the world doing this, right? And so the, the majority of everybody else is a recreational cyclist. And, and that's like, that's our community, right? So the, most of the people we interact with are out there just riding bikes for fun. And frankly, like Keel said earlier, it's where we started. Like I started with the NorCal High School Mountain Bike League back in 2000, 2001. And it was, you know, 40 of us racing around Northern California in, in white t-shirts and cut off jeans and then now it's grown to this uh, like this amazing international association and there, there's high school leagues all over the place like look at what they're doing here in Colorado I think that participation element is kind of what teaches you the humility to, to, to be a better person in life
5: yeah. uh, for me I think it's it's you know it's a sport of highs and lows uh, one day you're on the podium and the next you're in your pedo licking your wounds um, and no one is is consistently winning all season long, every type of race, and so, um, and, and it's a tough sport. It's a really hard sport. It's an endurance-based sport. Uh, you're you're going to have moments where you feel amazing. You're going to have moments where, you know, you're one of the worst guys in the group, and, and that happens to every great cyclist, you know, throughout even a month, you know, uh, span, and, and that's really unique. So, I think keeping it all in perspective, knowing that, you know, uh, when you're on the high, you. Ride it as long as you can, but um, it's it's going to come around, and you're going to have to fight to get back up there again. And and like Luca said, you know, this is a, a community sport. It's a sport, you know, that the majority of people involved are recreational, and we definitely want to relate relate to those folks because uh, you know we everyone's a potential fan, and, and we need more fans, and, and we want to grow the sport, and uh, we want more people involved.
4: That said, I won't let I will let Keo beat me on any of the K on Sunday.
5: I'm looking forward to
1: being the slowest in the group.
4: <laughs> it's alright, he'll beat us in the talent science sprints.
1: Yeah, Really great having too. you guys take the time to visit with us. Thank you.
4: For sure. Thank you, George. Thank
1: you. And now we're joined by Steve Powers from Audi, one of the principal sponsors of the Indian Peaks Classic. That's correct. You, Audi is so involved with cycling events. Why is it that you get so
6: involved with the community the way you do? Well, we just think it's a great opportunity to uh to be out there in the public and as you know the cycling crowd continues to get bigger and bigger and a lot of people that ride bikes are also our clients in our cars so when we can partner up with cycling events and have our cars at the events with our customers at the events, it's a great chance to be out out and about and uh and we, we support cycling i'm with Audi Denver and we're a big supporter of uh Colorado cycling now we met about a year or so ago, before the Tour de
1: Cure ride. That's correct. Another charity. Yep. Uh, what is it about the Just Go Harder Foundation that you find
6: especially appealing? You know, again, it's it's it's, it's different than anything we've done in the past. Uh, you know, we've been heavily involved with the diabetes uh, for several years. Uh, Team Audi's a pretty big sponsor. This was just an opportunity in a different part of the state and a different cause for us, and we were excited about it. It's so exciting
1: to have you out here. And- I mean, it just gives an official look to an event. But I don't want that to sound weird. But I mean, it really looks amazing to
6: have your cars out here. Yeah, that was the feedback with the Tour de Cure once we joined. That very they much said so. it really elevated the event. And you know, our cars are beautiful. They're very utilitarian, and they're perfect for this uh, this type of uh, event. You know, walking up to the St. Julian as I was headed this
1: way, and just saw those Audis parked out front. It's like, whoa! <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they
6: definitely make a statement. For sure. And then why cycling uh, personally? You know, it's re- it's relatively new for me. I met Dave Edwards from Primalware a few Some years did. ago. He's a client. And it just started with really, uh, he was asking for a car for one of their pro, pro teams. And uh, it just kind of became a part of the culture at Audi Denver. And, and personally, I ride, and I ride a lot. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow's prologue ride as well.
1: And what do you think about this VIP party? It seems to be very
6: successful. You know, anytime you can have a chance to come to the St. Julian in Boulder and, uh, you know, have a, have a couple cocktails and see great people, it's, it's a really great opportunity for sure. And then
1: just putting the, together the event the way they did with this mixer on Friday night, uh, there's a breakfast tomorrow. Yep. Uh, shuttle for people who are staying at the St. Julian, yep. then you're going to do the ride, and then you've got a dinner tomorrow, and then there's another ride, or the actual ride, takes place on Sunday. Right. Is Audi involved with each phase?
6: Um, yes and no, certainly uh, today and tomorrow. Um, you know, we kind of came to this party a little late uh, as a sponsor, you so okay. we had some prior commitments um, this weekend, up actually, up in Vail. Um, So I'm going to be here uh, tonight and tomorrow and uh, for the prologue ride, not going to be able to make the Sunday ride. But um, Audi is a sponsor. And so, yeah, we'll be we'll be in and around everywhere. But unfortunately, I can't ride on Sunday. What are you doing in Vail?
0: This podcast
7: is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ever catch yourself eating
0: the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
6: Uh, it's uh, Gourmet on the Gore, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's another thing we sponsor at Audi Denver. So it's pretty fun. Steve, it's amazing
1: having people like you who are so involved in the community and in our sport. Uh, it's a real pleasure.
6: Pleasure's all mine. Thank you for the time. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it.
1: And now we're sitting here with the organizers of the event. And what an organizational job you have done. If you could introduce yourselves.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm Laura Binton. I'm Trisha Moran.
1: And what, what is it exactly that you do?
0: are a cycle logistics support service.
1: Can you kind of go into detail about what that is?
0: Absolutely, I'd be happy to. We
7: we do a little bit of everything for cycling tours. There are some that we do everything from permitting, routing, to marketing, sponsorship. Uh, We do on-site work, we run aid stations, we coordinate volunteers, we run end-of-ride celebrations registration, and on top of that, we take care of other logistics, such as hotels, transportation, luggage service. We really, uh, we're, we're an interesting service. We do something and bring something to the table that I think no one else does.
1: And i got to say, as someone who puts on events, when I saw what you do, you take all the work out of it. Well, and I, obviously you do a much better job by taking all the work out of it.
0: I, I think I think what we're trying to do is, is allow the tour director to focus on what their needs are. And that is the, the passion like Timmy, Duggan has Hit, it, and Ian McGregor for this ride is to focus and, and raise money for uh, Just Go Harder. And, which is a great cause. Almost all cycling events have a great causes, but this is an amazing cause. And what we try to do is just take that pressure off of them and allow them to focus on their needs and what they need to do for the ride, where we take on those added pressures um, that, that limit you know, them from totally engaging into what they're doing, and now they can be totally engaged.
1: How did you approach Indian Peaks? Or did they approach you?
0: They approached us, actually. Yeah, they approached us and, and wanted us to come in. We, they were supporting another tour as well as we were, and, and they just came in and after that tour and said, hey, I think that we need your guys' services. And we actually ended up partnering with these guys. We we're actually partners in this ride. Oh, you are? We
7: are, yeah, which, which is very exciting. And yeah, I, I think it's brought a whole new level through this
4: for us of yeah, Um, just
7: everything of it, being a part of this, seeing it grow um, has been really kind of
1: energizing. I guess I just really have an appreciation for what you do I've been putting on events for 20 years now and I'm so focused on the rider experience while they're on the course that I never put any effort into what You've done like this VIP party, which is amazing. I mean, you really elevate an event to another level.
0: Well, I think if you're going to bring in the amount of headliners that, that Timmy and Ian were able to bring to this event, that you need to you need to start it off in the right manner, and that is and it, one the setting at this beautiful resort um, and, you know, in the center of Boulder, the St. Julian is amazing property in itself. and and just bringing everybody together to have that comfortable feeling and and meet everybody. And this more was for your sponsors and your headliners to meet so they can meet the people who are actually funding this this ride and and making it happen.
1: Which is brilliant. Yeah. we're all speechless now I love
7: <laughs> <laughs> there, there is something really special about meeting these headliners especially if, if you're passionate about cycling if you love it if you love the sport if you follow it it's it's like meeting you know your hero in a way i mean these are people that get to do what so many of us want to do every day and and they do it well and they have such a love and a passion for the sport and it's really, really fun to engage with these headliners. And I think it brings a whole new level to the experience and you're able to have that connection with them because they're great guys. These headliners, Keel, Lucas, Tanner, Stephen. and we haven't gotten to meet Allison. Oh, Allison right Powers yet, is
4: amazing. I'm,
7: I can not wait. I am I'm pinned to needles. I've been all week getting to meet all these people because this is such a great experience for us. And they bring so much to it, and their love for the sport, and their willingness and desire to to promote this sport and to help things like just go harder, of having another generation be a part of this sport, is really great.
0: And I think I think that this sport has been digging to find the younger generation and what they're looking for. Very at. much so. And you know, as we you know, as the multi-day rides are the median age fifty-one. This this ride is actually more hipster and really kind of happening, and they're doing a little bit something different and riding road bikes on dirt as well, and coming up kind of a whole new dynamic of a rider. Um, on top of it all, I think that as the state of Colorado, we should really recognize that um, Timmy was also a skier, as 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 is Ian, and in that we now have you know our number one male skier with us, which is is Steve Nyman. And, and he's sitting here with us as a cyclist, and, and it, it, because there is a crossover in how they train for for ski or cycling. And so this state has so much to offer. We have so much growth within both provinces, and the state of Colorado is seeing both of those. They're really starting to recognize that both sports really have such a unique dynamic here in the state.
1: Now, as someone who's over the median age and entering a hipster ride, <laughs> is that, like, really uncool on my part?
0: No, because I'm right there with you. Okay. <laughs> High five. Yeah. High five. Okay. <laughs> no, awesome
1: joining with you both. I
0: don't, I don't think so. I think that, you know, the, the new 40s, the new 30, and the new 50s, the new 40, and, and, and um, yes, we're going to go there with you. And... and <laughs> But it, I think cycling actually more people can do cycling than they can ski, and so I think that cycling brings this whole new energy to it. But what I love most about my job, of which I've been involved with in 22 years, is the fact that cyclists are passionate about what they do, and they give back at every single point. So not there, there's rarely a tour that we touch or support that doesn't support a, a really really good cause.
1: You both do a fantastic job, and we're lucky to have you in the sport. Thanks very much for joining us. George,
7: thank you, thank very you much. for having us, and thank you for joining us this weekend.
1: And to wrap things up, we're now here with Ian McGregor and Timmy Duggan, really the uh, energy behind this event. What are you thinking now that you see this crowd out here at your VIP party?
8: Uh, it's pretty cool to see our, our event that's kind of been like conceptually in our minds for the last couple of years to Coming to life here, and um, I think the the company we have here in Boulder, both uh, supporters of sport and, and youth, and uh, the athletes that we have here in town, and just the awesome people in general that are that are here. Uh, it's so cool to be able to bring everybody together uh, in the name of this event.
1: You got, got guys like Lucas and Keel and. Allison joining along. I mean, that's got to feel like you're doing something worthwhile.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the whole, uh, you know, goal with this event is really to to move cycling forward and, and really in this community, and to move ski racing forward in this community. And it's really amazing to see the, uh, you know, frankly the local superstars really rally behind this opportunity. And I'm just excited, you know, and I'm really thankful for for their time. And uh, it's going to be be a great next couple of days. and uh, you know, I hope ten years from now, it's an event that's still happening and something that's on a huge level and that really I was really going to say that's
1: huge and has yeah. a waiting list. Yeah, yeah.
8: Hopefully, <laughs> right? I mean, that would be fantastic. And obviously, if something like that can happen, George, then um, you know, the the, the, the tail of that is going to be enormous for the, the local cycling and skiing communities, um, you know, here in the Front Range.
1: You know, in talking to uh, Matt and Keel and Lucas, it's all about bringing. Yeah. Young people in, and uh, they really feel strongly about your philosophy of participation. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, cycling and ski racing, in particular, they do share one very common trait, which is that they're very expensive equipment-oriented sports, and uh, you know that shouldn't be a barrier to entry. So something that we're we're aiming to change or help change. And I think the really powerful and impactful thing about working with those sports is that. Both cycling and skiing are they're really lifestyle sports. Like, when I think of myself as a person, as a person, I think of myself as a cyclist or as a skier. Like those are the number one things that come to my mind when I think of myself. Um, you think of a sport like football or baseball, and you, know, you can't be 60 years old, you know, later on in life and be participating in those sports. You know, those are such fleeting sports that You do in high school, and then high school's over, and that's most likely the end, you know? Goodbye. Uh, But skiing and cycling, you can do that at any level, you know, until the end. Well, in multiple levels, right? I mean, I always think of the analogy in cycling of riding down the bike path with your grandma. And that's, I mean, that's what a special opportunity that the sport gives to, you know, to a family and to a community, you know? And just offering the opportunity of a lifetime of health and passion, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about.
1: You know, I started this off tonight talking with your dad, Jimmy. I mean, he's so proud of what you've done and seeing everything that you're giving to the community.
8: Thanks. Yeah, it's um, uh, deserved. Yeah, and Dwayne kind of does the same thing. I see how much he gives. I feel like he gives more than he gets back, but that's not even really true. I think to get back, you have to give first and uh, it comes back more than than you'd ever imagine if you just start by giving
1: so just go harder speaking about giving um how do people approach you to get a scholarship
8: uh, currently we're uh we're working in kind of a smaller boulder valley community here where we have roots and connections and in, since the inception we've been working with local organizations like the el Mountain ski club single track mountain bike adventures, Boulder Junior Cycling Team, the Colorado High School Mountain Bike League.
1: So you are really involved with a lot of different areas.
8: Yeah, Yeah, so we'll work with each of those organizations and typically those organizations, they'll have a waiting list of uh, young athletes trying to be participants in those programs, but they can't afford it. And they can maybe only have so many scholarships available from those programs and we come in to an organization like Board of Cycling, and we talk with them and we find out there's these three kids that are really in need but we just don't have the funds to offer them scholarships in addition to these other five scholarships we're already giving. So we say, sweet, let's get them involved with the Sport Foundation and we can kind of fill in that gap and make sure that they get in the door as well. Yeah, so in many cases with the scholarships that we've given over the past six or seven years, it's been a situation where uh, a coach or a mentor or you know, the president of one of these organizations come to us and say, hey, you know, I've got I've got this young athlete and they have a passion and they are so motivated and such a wonderful, you know, such a wonderful young person. And, you know, especially over the last decade, you know, their, their dad, their mom just lost their job. And, uh, you know, they just called us to say that they can't participate this year. And we've got to find a way to get this, you know, to get this young athlete on snow or back on their bike. And, and our goal really is to be able to come in and fill that gap uh, and create those opportunities.
1: It's really amazing to me, your story together of just being such good friends at a young age and then on your own developing into national level skiers, um, moving from skiing into cycling and both becoming <laughs> champion cyclists and now having so much passion for this. I mean, what is it, I mean, your Passion, I think, is an overused term by far, but your enthusiasm for what you're doing just shows through. I mean, and it's from both of you.
8: I, I think it's all rooted in uh, your activities you do growing up and the people you hang out with. Ian uh, and I were lucky enough to have some absolutely incredible coaches that um, I still absolutely treasure to this day. And, had huge, huge impacts on my life, as much as as much as my parents, in some cases. Um, and uh, that's an opportunity I, I just wanna make sure that other people can have, too. Yeah, I would say the, the one thing that you hit on there, George, is this idea of, of the opportunity to participate in these things. And um, you know, at the end of the day, it is actually, I don't think it's actually about success or not success when it comes to your athletic prowess. Um, but really, it comes down to sort of the lessons that you can learn through sport that you can then apply to life. And I know, in thinking about um, you know my own place in the business world, uh, a lot of the success there has come so quickly because you learned lessons in life through sport and through the failures that uh, you know that Timmy and I each had individually in cycling, that we each had individually in ski racing, and I mean that's what we're really trying to give. Is not give support to the next, you know, Olympian or the next Tour de France champion, but really just gives support to the next kid who wants to grow up and be a positive contribution to society. How like how many Ian, how many people that uh we know from growing up in ski racing and cycling and they never made a name for themselves in either sport. What like what are they doing now? Like let me think. I know a guy who's uh he flies f-18s in the navy now
0: mm-hmm. and he
8: was an average ski racer never made a name for himself at the highest level uh i know a few doctors uh i know some incredible businessmen all these people they were never an olympic champion or uh, even, close, even right? competing at the highest level yeah. or even making a dollar in the sport and now they're um, some of the most successful and impactful people in the community Well, and I think to that point to me to a, to a certain extent it sort of assures a certain uh, certain level of competence and I hate to say it that way but it ultimately I think makes sure that you're not maybe you're not going to be you know some amazingly successful but it sure also makes sure you're not going to end up in prison or as you know <laughs> a drain on society and I think yeah. that that's what sport really gives to, to young athletes I mean that's what sport gave me uh, it has nothing to do with medals, or prize money, or a salary, or any of these other things that come from being good at your sport. It really gave, really just a foundation for life that has nothing to do with your propensity for success at a particular sport. Well, I think
1: that's what makes you such good mentors for the kids, and I was even talking to Lucas and Keel. What I've noticed about a lot of athletes in the Boulder area that I've had on the show is you actually... I mean you take your sport very seriously but it seems like every one of you has had a plan for when the sport comes to an end
8: well you try to <laughs> you know maybe but, that plan doesn't happen perfectly but um you know yeah, i think I mean, that you're right involved with scratch and yeah. everything
1: you're doing with remax and uh, just yeah. go harder and it's, yeah. i mean you are very successful
8: well and that that forward-looking thought that goal-setting mentality is something that you learn through sport um you know and there there's a perfect example of the power of sport and I, just at this event tonight, talking about just life and the business and just, you know, the obstacles everybody goes through on a daily basis. And, I mean, if uh, there's anything sport teaches you, it's, I mean, it's, you go through some really pure obstacles, you know, injuries and just the lows of losing or you know, just having a whole bad season. But you also have those highs of winning and the exhilaration that comes from that and from being with your team. And uh, in real life, it's just both of those things are there, but it's just kind of toned down uh, on both extremes. So I think if you can handle that as an athlete, then you can definitely handle it in, in real life as well.
1: Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you've got people to mingle with, so I appreciate your time, and I look forward to the ride tomorrow
8: thanks, and the George. ride on Sunday. Yeah, thank thanks, George, and, and, and years to come as well. You know, and Like you said, uh, this Absolutely. is something that we can uh, really push forward and uh, make a really big part of the, the cycling and skiing communities here in the Front
1: Range. Indian Peaks Classic coming up this weekend. Well, this weekend is tomorrow and Sunday. so
8: <laughs> I gotta go rest.
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot, yeah. you guys. See
8: you guys.
1: Me, help me.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello,
8: this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not gonna finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, in zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it
2: with Splash Refresher.